Tony Basilio welcome you to another edition. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got the juice. We've got it all today for you. Happy Good Friday to you. Praise God. Great day to be alive and well with you. Beano Jeff Henderson's here. Bean Joe Jeff, good morning to you, brother. How you doing? I hope you're well. Good morning, Tony. I am. And happy Good Friday to you and Brian and all our listeners. Beano, I hope you enjoyed the baseball game last night because I didn't. I didn't either, Tony. I mean, not even a little bit. Trying to figure out what I'm looking at. Looks like everybody just left after the big Florida inning. Because do, do you blame them? I mean, seriously. 10 8 o'clock, o'clock start, 10 o'clock at night. In the cold? Got to get to work the next day. It's gotten cold outside. All of a sudden, what looked like a great idea turned into being a really bad idea almost why, overnight. Why aren't, why aren't two Eastern time zone teams... Starting at seven instead I don't, of I don't, eight. Don't, don't get me started. I don't I just, know. Maybe we can ask Burke that. He's the one that sets the schedule. League <laughs> office. He's going to join us here coming up. Bino, are we worried about our baseball team resigned or somewhere in the middle? What are we when it comes to our baseball team right about now? Uh, Tony, I, I think I can answer that question better Monday than I can today. Okay. I, I want to see how... Uh, Tennessee handles the rest of this series. Um, I think Florida got thumped in the first game last weekend at home against Auburn. Now, Tennessee needs to do the same thing they did and turn around and win two games and turn this narrative around. Um, uh, my concern is the same as it's been since the start of this season. Mm-hmm. It's that This Tennessee team uh, is circled on everyone's schedule. They didn't earn that circle. Mm-hmm. They're circled because of the of the tremendous success and the way it was celebrated by their by their predecessor. Uh, and my concern all along has been: Do we have a good enough team to carry the burden of that circle all year long? Mm-hmm. And uh, that's a question that's still unanswered. We'll we'll see going forward. Um, okay. So coming up. Our guy is going to join us, Mike Huguenin. Oh, I'm sorry. Chrissy Boy Burke's going to join us first. You know, I don't, I just don't know what to make of it, man. And I'm trying, it's baseball, right? You got to let it kind of yeah. play its way out here and have some patience. Yeah. And, and, I, well, the, the concerning thing for me last night, Tony, uh, just one game snapshot mm-hmm. for last night is, uh, I don't believe I've ever seen us as passive at the plate at home as we were last night. I, I don't know. I, I think we took seven call third strikes. Mm-hmm. And, and, and these weren't balls that you would look to umpire and say, man, how in the world can you punch somebody on that? These were, these were borderline. These were either strikes or borderline strikes. Uh, the, old, uh, the old adage, too close to take. Uh, for whatever reason, we we just were not aggressive at the plate whatsoever last night, mm-hmm. and uh, that's that's really really rare for us, especially at home. And then the other thing is, I'm and I'm not tr- I'm not looking for somebody to blame here. I'm really not because I know people would say, "Well, you're looking for somebody to blame." I'm really not. Man, this Ahuna guy is so disappointing. No offense to him. Do, do you share that with? I, I know last week you came on here and kind of. Got on to the guy, but good gosh, man. I was expecting so much more. Maybe it's not fair. 
Because, you know, we talk about, like, with the Triple J experiment and different five-star guys down through the years here. But, man, I mean, last night, Bino, he gets to the plate really critical of bat, which is not a fair thing to say because they're all critical of bats, but the bases are loaded. And, man, he just goes one, two, three. Horrendous. Didn't even compete. Yeah, that was a really bad at bat, Tony. I, I thought he had some, you know, he had two really solid at bats in in the game—a base hit and then a line drive uh, to to left field that he's out on. Um, uh, the the last at bat was a really bad at bat against a good left-hander, left on left. Uh, he he just looked like he wasn't ready for what that guy brought at him. But if you're going to lead and you're going to be a key player, you got to deliver there, man. Something, right? Yeah, I mean, yes. Well, you have to deliver three out of ten times, <laughs> so you're going to have, uh, you know, you're you're going to have at bats like that. I'm not, uh, you know, Ahuna's not the uh, defensive player that we were led to believe. No, he is. no. Uh, uh, you know, so far I haven't had. Uh, once he got a little bit comfortable, I, I haven't had a whole lot of problem uh, with his at bats. He's. Uh, the Big 12 is a really good baseball conference, not as good as the SEC, though. So it's it's an adjustment for him, and you know he he's been thrown right into the fire. Um, I, I don't I don't have as much problem uh, with him offensively as I do with him his inability to consistently make the plays that real good shortstops make. And then the other thing we'll get into at Berkey is Dolander had a confusing night last night because in one hand his swing and miss stuff was back and in the other hand he continues to give in to people with 1-2 and 0-2 counts. So it was a rather he looked like he was back last night but the results just didn't happen which I guess is this season so far for Tennessee. Yeah, I actually thought it was Dolander's best outing uh, this year. Not Still not up to the level of what we saw last year. And you're right, he threw a really bad two-strike curveball uh, that, that Berkey talked about mm-hmm. uh, on the broadcast. Yes. It, it's, it was a get-a-strike uh, curveball in a situation where you're supposed to be getting a strikeout uh, curveball. Um, but I, I thought that that was probably his best outing of the year thus far. And then you hand it over uh, to Halverson, who, for whatever reason, wasn't ready when he came in. No, he, two balls and then yeah. just throws a BP fastball for a homer. He brought the gas can into the game last night, unfortunately for him, which hasn't happened. So Tennessee's down a game in their series to Florida. And they obviously, I mean, you say they've got to get two, but this next one, when it's played, is it going to be played today? I don't know. Tomorrow? I don't know. But this next one is really, really, really going to be a critical baseball game. In the meantime, 865-200-5402 is my number. Please hold your calls. Chris Burke joins us on your TLD Logistics Hotline on the other side. He's on the call this weekend. For the ESPN family of networks, Berkey blesses us with his presence after this. Spread the word and get the app at TonyBasilio.com for Android and iPhones. 
Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. 
Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. Do you use Elf Bars? Old School Vapor has over 100 authentic flavors for only $18.99 each. Check out their other January sales like buy one get one free for select Escobars, 25% off glass pipes and Mike Tyson's Delta 8 Bites, or 50% off smell-proof bags. Go shop Old School Vapor's selection of over 200 cannabis products from brands like Looper, Torch, Hidden Hills, and more. Check them out on Instagram or Google Old School Vapor to find your nearest location. That's Old School Vapor. This is Benjamin Sanders with the Columbia Kiwanis Club. Kiwanis is hosting its annual Sporting Clays fundraiser at the Murray County Gun Club on Saturday, April 15th. Columbia Kiwanis supports the Imagination Library in Murray County for children's literacy. Shooters of any age and skill are welcome to shoot, either as a team or an individual. Scholarships are available for youth to participate. Find us on Facebook, check out our website, or call Suzanne Ganser at 615-939-1928. We hope you join us for this great event. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. My name is Tita the Bay. Tony Basilio back with you on your Tony Basilio show. Bino, Jeff Henderson, one thing needs to be underscored here before we jump in. Man, this league is a freaking meat grinder, dude. I mean, is there room in the top ten for anybody else? than what we have in this conference. Did you did you see, Bino, what South Carolina did to LSU last night? And before Tennessee's game started, I turned that thing on, and they jumped on that Skeens guy early. Then they had a weather delay. But they hammered him, Bino, early. That South Carolina team. Yeah, I, I think the league is even much better than it was last year. Uh, I, I think Florida and Vandy are, are both better. South Carolina's obviously better. Kentucky's better. Uh, yeah, it is a... It is a meat grinder of a league, and uh, we're back in it with a good but more normal uh, college baseball team. Chris Burke now joining us on the TLD Logistics Hotline. The great Jim Peters says, don't give up the fight just yet. Be patient. He was in the outfield last night at the uh, TLD Logistics short porch. He'll be there again uh, this evening. Come rain, come sleet, come snow, come shine. And like the postman who always delivers... Uh, Chris Burke is known as the Iceman, and he always cometh from his perch in Louisville. He's actually in Knoxville right now, enjoying Brooks Kepka's showing thus far in the Masters. But, uh, hey, Berkey, there's no mastering this conference this year, my friend. This thing is brutal, brutal, <laughs> Berkey, from top to bottom. No, it it really is, and... Yeah, all you can do is play the team in front of you. You, you can start looking around, and yep. you, you know you can get bogged down with how difficult things are. You can kick yourself for what happened in Missouri early in the yep. year, but you know it is what it is. And you know, I think in a lot of ways, the Tennessee fan base is very um, experienced and seasoned football fans. Uh, obviously, we've been in the mix in basketball now for the better part of, you know, 15 years, right? 
with with Pearl and Barnes having us in the mix quite a bit. But the the, the modern day college baseball scene is still pretty new to the vast majority of the Tennessee fan base, and most a lot of them, not most of them, but a lot of them hopped on board in 21, and so they've been a, a part of this crazy ride in 21 and 22, and uh, 23 looks like it's going to be, you know, m- more of a, a bumpy road, and and that's really what the, the league is year in, year out. It's just a dog fight grinder. A couple years ago, Tim Corbin, Bandy got beat in the elimination round of the SEC tournament at like 10 a.m. They played like the first game on the first day and got beat. And I remember Corbin essentially pulling his hair out in the postgame presser and saying, get me out of this league. Like, just send us wherever we are going to send us. I couldn't care less where we go. Just I'm over playing these teams. Uh, and that's what it can do to you. And of course, Corbs is a, you know, borderline Mount Rushmore college baseball head coach. And it, it, it can – it can beat up the best of coaches, the best of teams, the best of players, the best of fan bases. And last night was an ugly one. I mean, 18 strikeouts on what was really an actually a tight zone based on track, man. It was like that was a small zone last night. Mm. struck out 18 times. So that just lets you know how good Florida's pitching was last night. It was really good. And, Bean, I want you to jump in here with your passive comment for uh, Berkey. Well, I, I think Berkey mentioned it last night on the broadcast as, as well. I, I just didn't see the aggressive approach that we're accustomed to seeing Tennessee uh, use offensively, especially at home, Berkey. Yeah, no, Tennessee, and I think in the ninth specifically, and I, I totally agree with what Tony did in the ninth, like if you've got the other team's closer in the game in a 6-1 to one game, you know, the, 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 game, the game at that point becomes – we're thinking, you know, you're, you're thinking about a three-game set and how many pitches can we make this guy throw in game one. And so it, it was obvious that Tennessee was taking till they got a strike. But that, that doesn't explain taking three fastballs. Maybe Blake Burks was a changeup. But the three strikeouts were all on pitches over the white of the plate. Like, none of them were balls. And so, you know, it just kind of put an exclamation point on a very curious night. And that's not to take anything away from Brandon Sproul, Philip Abner, and, and and Neely to finish the game. But, like, I, I mean, Christian Morstrow got looking four times. I, I don't, I, you know, that's a, he obviously knows the strike zone very well, and he's proven that throughout the course of his year and a half on campus. But to strike out four times looking in one game on all pitches that Trackman says are strikes is really odd for a kid who's that talented. Um, and so – I can't. I said it on air last night. You know, I think that's what you're bringing up. Like, I can't remember a time in Knoxville where Tennessee didn't make a run, and I'm sure it's happened. I just can't remember one. I mean, they finished the game with seven straight zeros. A solo home run was it, and uh, the fact that they just didn't come up with a big hit at all throughout the course of the game, even though they had a few chances, just just very unlike the the Tennessee offense that Tennessee fans have grown accustomed to over the last few years. The thing about the leaving the base runners on base, or they did it twice, the, the two bases loaded opportunities. And, and I was telling Bino, look, I, I'm not trying to pick at the Ahuna guy. I, I'm not. But, man, that at bat he had with the bases loaded where he just looked totally unplugged, totally overmatched. I mean, what in the world, man? you got to give me more than that, Berkey. And I'm not picking at the kid, but 
that wasn't exactly his one shining moment there, Burke. No, and look, anybody that's played the game has had it handed to him. And I, I try to be fair. Mm-hmm. These guys are dealing with, I mean, you, you guys probably saw the graphic last night. Like Florida has the, whatever, the fifth fastest or the fifth hardest throwing starting rotation in baseball, major leagues included. Like, it's, it's incredible. That being said, Auburn and Ole Miss score a whole bunch of runs against that pitching staff, mm-hmm. a whole bunch of runs. So, you know, the modern-day game is what it is. These, these, these hitters are consistently seeing velocity. Now, you know, I had made the point to a few people, like both of these pitching staffs are much better than they've performed in conference play up to this point. And at some point, you know, they're going to pitch like it, right? And, and we saw flashes from Dolander last night, but mm-hmm. the Brandon Sprout you saw for the majority of the outing last night is the kid who shut Alabama out in an hour and 50 minutes. Like, and the kid who was taken in the third round by the Mets. Like, that's a big-time arm, and he, he made some of our best hitters look lost last night. Good, Beanstar. Berkey, what um, have you seen uh, from our starting pitching so far this year uh, that that kind of gives you pause? Well, you know, I, I said it on the broadcast last night, you know, I think Dolander's a perfect example. You know, there's a difference between being wild and um, not commanding the baseball. And Dolander is never wild. He always has very good control. But he's, he's paying the price for some mistakes that he's making over the heart of the plate. And I don't have all the data to back it up. But, you know, a perfect microcosm of kind of some of Tennessee's struggles, and I won't just say pitching, let's just call it defense, because obviously, you know, the point of defense is to prevent runs. Right, that's the whole thing you're doing, and the pitcher is the one in the spotlight. But it's an entire defensive effort, and the second inning was a was a microcosm of Tennessee season. Blake Burke gets caught drifting way too far off the base to go chase after a ground mm-hmm. ball that was essentially a routine play for Christian Moore. He kicks it. Mm-hmm. Then Chase Dolander hangs a one-two breaking ball, throws a breaking ball right down the middle on a one-two count, and next thing you know, they're scratching and clawing to not have a big inning. He's got to get. Jack Caglione out with the bases loaded. Um, and he throws whatever he did that inning, 25 pitches. And so he ends up being at 94 pitches early in the fourth, uh, in the fifth inning. And so those are the kinds of things that maybe last year, you know, maybe the guy hits the ground ball right at the second baseman on a one, two hanging breaking ball. I don't, I don't know. Certainly, you know, Lipsius is probably making that play last year. Blake Burke's still in some growing pains at first base. Um, and so, it, again, the margins are very small in this league, and little things become big things. And we're seeing that consistently with the Tennessee, again, I'll just call it the defense uh, slash pitching. Chris Burke joining. Yeah, and last night, were you surprised Tony went out there and got Doe? Doe did not like it. His body language was, hey, man, you got to let me finish this thing here. And obviously hindsight's twenty twenty. You... you you bring in a guy who's been terrific for you this year, but he was a little wild locating, and then he threw a meatball trying to get a ball over the plate, and, and it was hit out, which really ch- altered, changed the game, however you want to look at it. Uh, the, the, that was the ball game. Um, were you surprised he got him there, Burke? Yes and no. I think they have so much confidence in the way Halverson's been throwing. Mm-hmm. 
that it, it, you know, especially based on the way he pitched last week in a hostile environment against number one team in the country, it, and, and Dolander was nearing the end, right? At 94 pitches, like, it's not like he was at 65 and you went and got him in early in the fifth. Like, it, it was coming to an end, and it had obviously gotten shaky in the, you know, the little things matter. He wasn't just, it wasn't just things had gotten shaky. The misses had gotten bigger. Um, so in the moment, it didn't shock me because I have a full context of all the different things at play there. Um, that being said, when, when Halverson comes in and immediately gives up a three-run homer, I'm sure your ace, the reigning SEC pitcher of the year, was livid in, in the dugout. I'm not, we didn't have a camera on him to see how his reaction was, but the one thing about that spot that I would second guess, and it's, you know, my position's easy. I, I don't have to make decisions in real time. No matter what the situation is, you've got a pitcher in Dolander who's getting still way more swings and misses than Halverson. I mean, Dolander has 63 mm. strikeouts in 43 innings. Mm. Halverson has 22 strikeouts in 25 innings. Mm. You've got a runner on second and third. Like, what do you really need at that point in time? Bino, you, Bino, you share that belief? Yes, yes. Right. I mean, you, you've got your, your second-best strikeout pitcher. Granted, he's deep into his outing, but you've got your be- second-best swing and miss guy besides Chase Burns on the mound already. And you're in a scenario where you mm. need swings and misses. Um, so you bring Halverson in, and he falls behind, and three-run homer, and that was pretty much it. Now, I'll be honest with you. At that point in time, it still felt like Tennessee had plenty of game left. I yes. didn't think that was going to do them in, but it turned out that it did. Well, and, I mean, they had opportunities, to your point. The Skeens guy. You know, Dolander, we, we, we focus on him, right, because, you know, all politics are local. But this Skeens guy, since he uh, ascended to the 1-1 slot, so to speak, of course, this is all mythical. Uh, Bur- uh, I, turn, I was telling Bino, I turned a game on last night before you guys come on. And and, the, and their game's on early, and then they had a weather delay. Berkey, they were mashing him early in that game. Like, I'm talking mashing that guy. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Is he 2-2 two and two now in his four starts? Is that right? Well, he hasn't got been the pitcher of record in all four of those. Right. Um, he's technically one and one in his in his four starts. But LSU as a team is two and two. And of course, mm. everybody remembers that last week Tennessee's about to jog off the field in a two to two ball game, and and is is gotten to LSU's in deep into their pen when you know Halverson drops the ball at, at first base. So. In a way, you could argue that they're semi-fortunate to be 2-2 two and two in his four SEC starts, which is pretty remarkable for a guy. I mean, Tony, he's got 91 strikeouts in 47 innings. And even last night, you say they were matching him. He recorded nine outs. Eight of them were strikeouts. I mean, it, it, it's as dominant a stuff as you could possibly have. He's averaging 17 strikeouts per nine innings. <laughs> that being said, they're 2-2 two and two in his four starts. That's how hard the league is. You know, you know Berkey, yeah, I, as I look at that game last night, um, I think that we actually had one more base runner than they did in the game. Wow. The game really came down to one swing. Uh, that's the three-run homer, the Rivera hit. Um, and I, I think the question going forward is, do we have the guy 
that up there in that moment is going to make that swing. I mean, that game looks like a runaway, but in truth, the difference in that game was one swing. I think we do. You know, I, I try not to over. I, Blake Burke's one of the best hitters in the country. Not a I don't think there's any any two ways about that. I mean, he is a world class hitter, and Christian Moore has been fantastic. Last night was obviously one he needs to flush and move on from. And, and Jared Dickey is is a barrel waiting to happen. So I, I still think Tennessee has an elite middle of the lineup. I will say the one at bat that really caught my attention last night was Christian Scott was up with first and second and two outs and ended up hitting the ground ball that, again, another first base, you know, forgive me for getting the red tail for this kind of stuff, but, like, you know, as a former second baseman. It's I, silly. Get out of my way. Let me make the play. That's yeah, right. I'm right behind you, dude. Get out yeah. of the way. Cut, Get out of my way. Second. But Caglione gets way too far off the bag and mm-hmm. he hits the ground ball that Christian Scott hit. Mm-hmm. To me, fellas, like, that's Griffin Merritt at bat. Mm. Bill Abner's on the mound. It's it's six to one. There's it's first and second with two outs. Like I was thinking, Griffin Merritt was going to hit there, and and again, Christian Scott got up there and got on base. It worked out. You end up with Maui Huna with the bases loaded. But the fact that Christian Scott took that at bat against the lefty, uh, I thought was an indication of just kind of where things are at right now. And um, I still think the best version of Tennessee's offense has Griffin Merritt in. It. You know, last night they they gave Booker that start. Obviously, you had to after his uh, game uh, and, his, and the way he performed at LSU in that in that final game in that series. And man, I I hate it for him, but he was back to looking like himself again. I mean, he was swinging at dirt balls. There there were a couple of at bats there where he's just not even close. Well, I think mean, Tears is going to be that guy. I, I don't. I don't think there's anything. But I think Tears was starting to become the star that he might very well be when he pulled the hammy, which is pretty random for a 19 year old, right? Yeah. Uh, but I, I think you're going to see he he is fully cleared. Mm-hmm. They're they're a little worried. They don't want to get him out there in a huge spot, and maybe he does something that isn't isn't he's not quite prepared for. But I, I think moving forward. Um, I think I think you're going to see a, a lot of tears in the outfield, and and he's got a chance to be a, a big time difference maker down there. Um, so you know, Dryling hit hit a missile up what the middle. Nice that player. last at bat again was curious. Yep. Um, so you you feel pretty good about those two young bats mm-hmm. in the outfield, and again, it, it, I still feel like as bad as it's been for Merritt in SEC play, it still feels like. You know, he gives you right, a right-handed presence that you probably need in that batting order. So at some point you're going to have to take your medicine and let him work out of this is what you're saying? I mean, it feels like that to me. Tony knows his team better than I do. Yeah. But, you you know, it's just a, a lineup that desperately needs right-handed power. It's just the way it is. Bean, are you well, feeling him? Point, Barky, they yeah. run in the left-hander last night, mm-hmm. and six out of our nine hitters are left-handed. Mm-hmm. Uh and you know that's including Denton, the switch hitter. Uh, so we're we're awfully left-handed. We're awfully left-handed heavy, uh, even with Merritt. Uh, w- without him, we're extremely left-handed heavy. Yeah, and again, no disrespect. Christian Scott has has really swung that very well. I mean, he's hit a lot of balls on the screws lately. And last night he had two hits and 
and walked. Like, he was really productive. Yep. That's not to say he shouldn't be out there. But in that moment against the left-hander, it felt, you know, again, in a ballpark that everybody's got a puncher's chance, but especially a guy like Griffin Merritt. Yep. Um, it, it, it just, I think it just shows you Tony just doesn't have a ton of confidence in him right now. Well, he called on him at LSU, right, in a spot like that, and he didn't even put a bat on the ball. That's right. Didn't swing. So we got we have to be we have to be right. fair to Tony. That's exactly right. You know, and and here's the thing about Tony is that look, last year when you're beating everybody by a million, you're the best manager in the world, and Kesarasara. This year, the margin for error is so thin; every move's going to be scrutinized. Uh, when you take your starter out, and I certainly think that's a conversation to be had. Look, you, you know me, Burke. I got a crush on Tony, and you're second, okay? But but I love you too. <laughs> but I agree with you guys. I, I think there you got to let your starter, who's got swing and miss stuff, who's yeah, he's getting high in the pitch count. Sometimes I wonder. And and I talked to Tony about not showing players up this week, which I think he's been wonderful at that. Because Chris, uh, he's amazing at that. Chris, I'm telling you right now, I know you, and I'd love to see you coach your kids' team. Because if your kids let the pop up fall a million times in the infield like we've done this year, I know you'd be calling a timeout, getting everybody in a circle, and freaking the f out, as we say in the trade. But Tony's got great restraint. I think Tony sometimes, though, gets emotional when it comes to those pitching changes. Do you think he consults with Frank? You think oh, Frank yeah. goes over and says, go get him? Do you think that's Frank's call or Tony's call, Chris? I think it's collaborative. There's, I think, they, I think they've, they've proven through the years they're excellent at making those decisions, um, and they're, they're, doing it, they're doing it together. I don't, I don't okay. think that's a knee-jerk, okay. a knee-jerk deal. Again, the misses, the misses you know, had gotten – it wasn't just a 1-0 count. It was, you know, the ball, I think, almost took Rivera's head off. And, you know, I think there's a there was a piece of that deal where he had just uh, hung the breaking ball to Caglione. He had walked Langford. You know, it just it looked like. But that being said, he punched out Evans and Robertson to end the previous inning. You know, there, it, it, I just, there was, you can never look at one decision in a vacuum. And just, there was a lot going on right there. I didn't. Think it was a bad decision at the time. I totally understood it at the time. Looking back, you, now that it didn't work, you yeah. always go back. And it, I think Tony's as fair with you as any head coach I've ever heard of being honest with. Well, now that I know Halverson gave up a three-run homer, I wish I'd have let go work out. Right? Yeah, he would say that. He probably right. will say that. That's right. Um, so that's that's the only thing I'm saying. But but even even stepping back and taking yourself out of the context, there it's very clear. Halverson. I mean, excuse me. Dolander gets a way higher percentage of swings and misses than Halverson, and that was a situation where you needed some strikeouts. Burke, you're the man. How do the Vols respond next time they take the field? Yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. You know, right now it doesn't look like it's currently raining. There's mm-hmm. rain in the forecast for most of the rest of the day. The beautiful thing about turf is, as long as there's not lightning and it's not a downpour. Yep. Uh, you know, they will probably be playing. I'd be shocked if Tennessee doesn't come out with a much more aggressive approach. Uh, this kid tonight, fellas, yep. Yep. It, it, it's 95 to 98 with the best split finger in the league. Cool. I mean, it's, it's Hurston Waldrop. He, him and Chase Burns are 
two and three in the league in swings and misses behind Paul Skeens. So, you know, buckle up. It, this is not a friendly league uh, to, to get in your feelings and start feeling sorry for yourself. You just got to figure out a way to go out there and get it done. And uh, Florida's going to have their hands full, too, with Chase Burns, who we yeah. know is a double-digit strikeout waiting to happen every time he takes the mound. So, should be another great SEC ball game. Well, you know what, Berkey? We were counting wins, right, earlier this week, which you can't do in this league. But uh, I'm starting to think that Kentucky and South Carolina are better than people think they are. I mean, uh, you know, at some point you got to go, hey, those two teams are pretty darn good. I mean, at some point. Yeah, and it also shows you how quickly you can flip a roster in this league. Mm-hmm. My goodness. I mean, South Carolina's been kicking rocks for, for you know, a few years now. Yep. And, boy, they made a – I mean, not, not that they weren't already off to a fantastic start, but what a statement <sighs> they made last night because – once you beat Scheme, that's and again, they, you, you've got a chance to win that series. There's, we saw Everybody it. knows that. Yep. That's no disrespect to LSU, but nope. you win that one, you got a shot. Berkey, thank you. Right, no free lunches in the league. I want to remind you, as Chris uh, vacates the TLD Logistics hotline online, tldlogistics.com, owner-operator. If you're out there, tldlogistics.com, we've got a spot for you on our team, and we will compensate you. Uh, in full, my good friend. Also, uh, driver classes are now forming. TLD Logistics Online, tldlogistics.com. My friends at Alumni Hall want to remind you out in Turkey Creek, Monday from 6 to 7, five Vols will be there. Kirby Cannell, Maui Ahuna, Drew Beam, Blake Burke, and Chase Dolander. Uh, Alumni Hall has their NIL shirts. They've got Tennessee baseballs. They've got other great stuff for you to autograph. The event's free. You buy one of their shirts, the money goes right to the guys. So there you have it. If you can't make the event and you're listening to us anywhere in the world, why don't you go to alumnihall.com, purchase your autographed shirt. Uh, Well, the deadline was yesterday, but why don't you see if you can wiggle your way onto the hook and tell them Basilio sent you, and they'll be really happy with me. Uh, Alumni Hall online at alumnihall.com we'll come back Mike Huguenin from on3.com joins and we'll uh, we'll talk uh, about what's going on around the league after this spread the word and get the app at tonybasilio.com for Android and iPhones this is Terry Wilcox aka the chicken man aka T-Willie and you're listening to 101.7 FM WKOM Columbia Tennessee At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late-model, low-mileage, one-owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless, sparkles like the sun. They are timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. 
This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Baird's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Looking for a fun event to take the family to? Harmon Scrap Metal is hosting an Easter egg hunt on April 8th from 2 to 4 p.m. at Woodland Park in the Fallen Heroes Shelter. This will be fun for the whole family. We will have food trucks, prizes, and photos with the Easter Bunny. Come on out and support local. Start times vary by age. Visit our Facebook page, Harmon Scrap Metal, for more information. It is that time of day. I've got Miles Johnson on the line from uh, Foodland. Okay, Miles, what kind of deals we got this weekend? Well, this week we have cooked shank portion ham, $1.49 a pound, all ribeye, $5.99 a pound, strawberries, $2.99 each, Fago, two liters, four for five, and sun drop, six packs, three for ten. Wow, a lot of good deals. And uh, with uh, Easter, uh, do you have any special hours or just your normal hours? We have normal hours except for Easter Sunday. We will be closing early at 2 o'clock p.m. All right, and the normal hours are obviously 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. except for Easter Sunday. So that's great to know. And uh, again, you're located right there on West 7th Street, easy in, easy out. So uh, you and the great staff have a fantastic Easter, and uh, we'll talk to you next week, okay? Alrighty, thank you. Thank you, Miles. All right, that was Miles Johnson from Foodland. Uh, go check them out for some great, fantastic deals. Easter's coming up. They got all those specials, so we are so thankful to have them right here in our town. What a beautiful place it is. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. Great Mike Hugan and now joins us. He's on 3.com. Bino Jeff Henderson in Parts Unknown. Tony Basilio here in the worldwide headquarters of Studio Control. Hugie, welcome in. Hope you're doing well, my friend. Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm a little bit sad that college basketball is over for yep. the season. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, college baseball, college softball, major league baseball. Nah. So we got to wait a while. Yeah, you got to wait. Yeah, junkies like me. You know what I've got? I've got, I've got the XFL, the beginning of the U.S. Well, I'll stop you. Yeah, I got the beginning of the USFL next week. We got the Masters this week. We've got uh, a little bit of wrestling, some UFC this weekend. So junkies like me always have a little something on the docket. I would, I would encourage you to expand your palate, Hugh. I could take you under wings and teach you some UFC if you'd like. That's okay. I'll, I'll actually, I think. Uh, just Premier League soccer, uh, maybe, heck, I might even watch a game. So um, oh! football, the fact that football, is, you know, there's spring spring games the next couple weekends, yep. which is very interesting. Spring practice is, I would argue, vital these days because yep. you have more and more early entrants. Plus, you've got the guys you've gotten from the portal. That's right. So you're looking at the portal guys, especially, you're, you're hoping they can fit in and be starters. Um, so, but, yeah, we... The next real football game isn't until, what, late August. You guys are doing a terrific job over at On3 of tracking this transfer uh, basketball portal, which is just nuts, right? So, and, and I had a couple people email me because yesterday we were in my blog, and I try to keep up with it, right? So we were talking about some kid from Western Kentucky, and they said, Tony, I'm really glad you wrote about him in Kansas. Unfortunately, you know, it looks like he's gone to Xavier, though he hadn't done anything just yet. But the point is this. Things happen so quickly in that basketball portal, and things change so quickly that it's almost impossible to cover it. It's so fast. Yeah, it's interesting. The the it, it opened the day after the field was selected. So I guess that was like March thirteenth. Mm-hmm. It goes through May eleventh. Um, you know, and there's a second football portal window that's April fifteenth through April thirtieth. And that means the basketball portal goes an extra basically two weeks after that. So um, there's an inordinate number of really good players in the portal. There's going to be an inordinate number of good players who are, have yet to enter the portal. And all you got to do is look at the Final Four. There were 14 transfers uh, at the Final Four, which was about 30% of the scholarship players at the Final Four were transfers. Um, and, and, all, and each team had... At least one, and usually two or three transfers who played major roles. So um, it's you know I, there's still people out there who are bothered by the portal, uh, including coaches. But it's you know adapt or die, man. Because if you don't adapt to the portal, you're going to get left behind. There's that that's, that is I would argue in basketball it's even more important than football because you can build an all new team in one off-season in basketball and make the NCAA field seven months later. So the next football transfer window, April 15th to April 30th, after that, Hughie, is there another one, or is that it till the 2023 season? That's until December. Now, you, you oh, can wow. go in as a grad transfer at any time, and you can go in at any time if your coach is fired. But there ain't going to be any coaches fired over the summer. Uh, I, I don't think. Who knows? Um, but... Yeah, and that's the, the April fifteenth through thirtieth is going to be busy. Um, there's, I, I think, there's going to be a, a goodly number of quarterbacks go in. No one wants to be a third string quarterback, so I, I think it's going to be a very interesting two weeks for the college football transfer portal at the end of this month. And then the question becomes: Well, like here in Knoxville, right, a situation that we're watching, and, and nobody really knows how it's going to end, but. 
the NCAA is always moving their cheese. You know, we're not going to do this. Or this this dispensation's over. And, you know, they, of course, they have new leadership. But around here, we've been tracking the story that in a week and a half, they're going to go up to Cincinnati and have a hearing uh, before uh, before their group that hears matters such as uh, the, the, the NCAA issues and uh, the, the Committee on Infractions. Tennessee was hoping it would not come to that. It has come to that. Some are whispering, and who knows? I mean, who, who really knows what's true? I would have thought, Mike, that uh, off the table was a bowl ban. Um, Tennessee internally is concerned that that's a possibility now. Um, say that happens. Are kids from Tennessee's roster free to transfer at that point? Do we know how that's how from that's my legislated? Only if your head coach is fired. Oh wow! Um, now that's a oh, good wow. question. No, but the, and the NCA, the, the NCA enforcement—it's it, been a mishmash for decades, and it's still a mishmash. No one knows right. um, what they're going to do. Um, so a lot of this is obviously speculative, but. The idea that a school facing a ban would en- would enable players to leave, as far as I know, that is not the case. It's only if you're a grad, a graduate, a, and you'd be a graduate transfer, or if your head coach is fired, not position coach, but head coach. Okay, I guess to to find that answer out, since we don't know a hundred percent, who would you recommend calling? Like, who would be a good source to call on that? Because that's that's something that might come into play i mean we hope it doesn't but that's something that might come into play here in terms of kids getting picked off your roster because you know these people if they can pick kids off a roster they're going to pick yeah they're going to pick think think about the fau head coach dusty may right during one of the press conferences before the sweet 16 says i got players being approached right now during the ncaa tournament run so the poaching aspect yeah it's it's always it's always in full force uh, the, the Tennessee Compliance Office would know um, if that is indeed the case or, or any compliance official anywhere. But, again, the last I have been read and have been told that the only, the only, th- the only way out is um, head coach fired or a graduate. Now, there's also the NCAA does grant waivers. So whether that would enable a player to ask for a waiver – is a big question. But again, the NCA, it, it's Monday, or t- actually it's Friday, and they, hell, they may change the, the rules by Monday. I mean, there, there, there are no rules. So, um, yeah, it's, 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 you know, you would think, I, I've been doing this, I've been covering college sports for like 35 years. The indecision and all the vagaries and the mystery surrounding the NCA, they've always been there, and there's more more than ever now because you know the organization is undergoing a facelift. It's trying to change its constitution. Mm-hmm. Um, you got you know Division two and Division three schools lumped in with the Alabamas and USC's of the world, yeah. which is I, I just saw there was a two Division three schools in the Buffalo suburbs are going to merge, and they're worried about the athletic departments. I mean, can you imagine the two schools? Going, I mean, that, that is so far out of the realm of stuff that Alabama or Tennessee or Ohio State has to worry about, yet 
this, they're all under the same organization. And that's the stupidity of the NCA. They're still trying to be everything for everybody, which makes them nothing for anybody. What a great line. Kind of sounds like me at times. You know, Jeff Henderson, jump in here. Hey, Mike, after doing this radio stuff for 20 years, it's it's a battle for me not to become jaded on certain things. Um, I don't want to be there, but I find myself there. With, with the NCAA basically about to become insignificant, uh, do, do you think there's any way that they – they say this is our real last chance to flex our muscles against Tennessee here, no, so we're going to do it. Or that they, or that they are kind of snooty enough to think, you know, something. Uh, they're better than they should be uh, coming off of what should have been some penalties. We're, we're going to give them a little more than we would if they had struggled for it. Yeah, I don't think there, there's anybody at the, in the on the in the enforcement division that thinks that way. Um, and yeah, we had a story earlier this week, you know, the movie Air just came out, yep. which talks about Sonny Vaccaro and the, getting Michael Jordan to sign with Nike. Well, you know, Vaccaro was arguing for NIL in the 80s, and his, and his, my, my point on this was, he said the NCA as it has existed, he told us, it's dead. It's dead. So, and I agree. So, there, there are, you know, intermittent bursts of them trying to do something, and I think they are trying to, in, enforce some of their rules but I, I don't think there's anybody sitting around thinking oh we got to make a make an object of this school or you know they're, they're better than they should be I don't think that enters into it uh, I think the NCA is worried about its long-term existence um, there and I think eventually you know I'm 60 years old and it may not happen while I'm alive but at some point all the NCA is going to do is going to be the provider of the championship in other words it will present the Final Four. It will present the soccer finals. It will present the field hockey finals. It will present the ice hockey finals. But th- that's all they're going to be. Um, again, it, go- it all goes back to, you know, there's, there's, there's going to be 131, sorry, 133 FBS schools this fall because Jacksonville State and Sam Houston State are moving up. Mm-hmm. Now, think about this. That means that Alabama and Tennessee and all the schools in the SEC and Big 12 and Big 10, they're in the same group as Sam Houston State and Jacksonville State now. Okay, that, that's asinine in and of itself. I don't know if I can say that on the radio. I hope it's okay. But you also, also, schools like Wartburg and Taylor and Caltech and Western Oregon. You mean, that's, that's the problem with the NCA. Everybody thinks and focuses on the big power schools. That's there's there's more than a thousand NCA schools, and that that's why they're dead in the position they've been in. They they, they no they no longer are going to exist in the over all encompassing umbrella. The question is how, how do they try to morph? But again, I think within two decades, all they'll be doing is oh yeah, the NCA hosts the the men's Final Four, women's Final Four, and that's all they do. Hugh, Hugh, you've been incredible. On the way out, uh, tell the folks about On3, what you guys are doing, and anything you're cooking up this week. Yeah, you know, the recruiting, you and I have talked about this the last couple months. It, it's it's mind-blowing how many, how, how fast the recruiting calendar has been sped up. 
Um, we're on the Autobahn now, man. I mean, kids are making their decisions early and earlier, and the transfer portal is part of that. There's, there's going to be kids who, you know, third and third year sophomores and fourth year juniors who transfer at the end of this month because there will be, be a, there will be kids who have uh, enrolled early, and the fourth year junior realizes that dude's better than me. I need to find a new place to play. Mm-hmm. So um, you got more and more kids enrolling early, making decisions earlier. The transfer portal is vital, um, and there's just a ton of recruiting news on a daily basis. And the bas- again, the, like you mentioned, the basketball portal makes the football portal look slow. That's crazy. I mean, it's it's just uh, literally nuts. Hugi, appreciate you. Much love to you, brother. Have a great week. Hey, enjoy the UFC card this weekend, my friend. Uh, enjoy the Masters, man. I'll talk to you. Thank you, you, brother. Yeah, Brooks Kepka is enjoying the Masters right about now. We'll come back. Brian will have a leaderboard update for you. Bino Jeff Henderson going to break it down scientifically as we continue with more on the other side right after this. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. A while back, I told you a story about Packer, our mascot, that Don found in the garbage truck after someone had thrown her out. Well, since then, I've been asked several times about Packer. Is she a dog or is she a cat? I guess I never thought to say, but she's a pit bull mix. And you can see a picture of her sitting in the driver's seat of Don's service truck on our website, garbagemaninc.com. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. 
recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. This is Laurie Cole, Executive Director with Pay Grace Forward. We are a community solution to predatory lending. We help people in Murray County who are trapped in payday and title loan debt. We do this through financial mentoring followed by low interest grace loans. To see if Pay Grace Forward can help you or to volunteer with our organization, please visit our website at paygraceforward.org or call 931-548-6797. Join us on April 21st at 7.30 a.m. for the Dorothy Campbell Golf Scramble. This is going to be an annual event. It'll be hosted by the Tohee Golf Course on April 21st, starting at 7.30 to noon. Proceeds from this tournament will go towards the academic and athletic opportunities for our students at Columbia Central. Please contact Ms. Christy Smith at Columbia Central High School or Dr. Mike Steele, the principal at Columbia Central High School. Hope to see you out there to celebrate this amazing individual for the Dorothy Campbell Golf Scramble. This is Benjamin Sanders with the Columbia Kiwanis Club. Kiwanis is hosting its annual Sporting Clays fundraiser at the Murray County Gun Club on Saturday, April 15th. Columbia Kiwanis supports the Imagination Library in Murray County for children's literacy. Shooters of any age and skill are welcome to shoot, either as a team or an individual. Scholarships are available for youth to participate. Find us on Facebook, check out our website, or call Suzanne Ganser at 615-939-1928. We hope you join us for this great event. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. TB back with you, 865-200-5402, the number. Bino, Jeff, um, man, I just don't know how to feel about this weekend going forward, buddy. I don't know how to feel, Bino, Jeff. Talk to me here. Well, uh, you know, Tony, we knew that through this uh, through this four series gauntlet, we were going to find out all we needed to know uh, yeah. about Tennessee's baseball team. Um, last night's performance uh, certainly wasn't the way you wanted to start the series. Uh, uh, we'll we'll see how they bounce back from that. And then the rest of the league's pretty it's pretty darn good, man. Yeah, that well, this you know, this league's always a bear, but I do think it's even better this year and deeper uh, than it was last year. Uh, and uh, at to this point, we're just not quite as equipped to deal with that as we've become accustomed to. So uh, I, I do think that this is a good baseball team. Uh, I think it's a postseason baseball team, um, but. Where in the where in that process they land, uh, you know, I don't know. We'll go from you know our hopes were that this would be a top eight seed, 
it, it's, it's certainly very questionable they're going to be that. Uh, now the next thing is to try to be good enough to host. And then the next thing after that is make sure you get enough SEC wins to, uh, to be in the tournament. So we, yeah. we, this thing will progress as it progresses. So if you want to get in 865-200-5402 to the number, I've got about an hour to play. There will be no TLD Logistics Overdrive overtime today since I'm uh, I'm going to get on the road and go see my son uh, play some golf this weekend up in the northeast. Got a long ride ahead of me. Tone, there is there has been a projection from D1. All right. And Tennessee is projected to be the two seed in the Coral Gables Regional. That's the same regional that Ole Miss came out of last year as a three seed. So right now, the Vols could be looked at as a team that could make a trip to steamy, steamy South Florida. So not even host an NCAA tournament game in their building. That's that's a possibility. That is definitely on the table right now. A postseason home ban for the for the Vols. Well, I think the goal for this Tennessee team right now, after watching them last night, being should be make the should be to make the NCAA tournament. I think that's a worthwhile goal for these guys. Because yeah, I, I, well, I don't know if hosting is going to happen. Of course, they're capable of ripping off you know ten wins in a row. Yeah, I, for all I know, but I think it's I think it's a little too early to to uh, discount opportunities to host. Uh, but you know, well, by the end of this, by the end of this four series, uh, we'll we'll pretty much know what we have to do and what we can be uh, in the last four series. Eight six five two hundred five four zero two. Yeah, it's um, it's a little bit of a bummer. Not gonna lie, and um, and I think it is to a lot of folks. You know, you look at Tennessee's team. I'm not making excuses. You look at Tennessee's team compared to. What else is out there around the league? And I get a sense that um, this team, compared to a lot of these clubs in the league, is kind of young, being star. Yeah, or in, in inexperienced as far as um, play in this league. Playing together. Sure. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, from a position standpoint. Uh, yep. So, yeah, there's there's a lot of growth that needs to, to occur here. And... Again, this is this is a little more close to reality than we've been living the last couple of years, seasons. Eight six five two hundred five four zero two. And then the question becomes how much of the fan base they've captured sticks around for the journey? I think it's gonna be interesting to see attendance, you know, if things don't go well this Florida series, attendance the rest of the year. And then next season as well, as they look to, because look, you know, building that, um, uh, I'm going to call it a new ballpark for lack of a better, but reworking that place the way they're going to rework it. And some of the asks that Tony has put on the table obviously mean keeping the steam on in terms of on the field. And can you afford a down year? I don't know. It's going to be interesting. And I'm not saying, by the way, that a down year is happening right now. I mean, they're not what they were. Um, but look, I mean, if you go back, even Rick Barnes, uh, who is like a metronome when it comes to his regular season success, even he missed a tournament here uh, after he got it going. Two very good years. 
And then in 2020, Tennessee was not going to the NCAA tournament. Brian, we agree on that? I mean, COVID didn't let anybody go to the NCAA tournament, but they were missing the tournament. They weren't even going to go to the NIT because they canceled it. What I'm saying is, though, even if they had it, yeah. Yeah, they they missed the tournament that year. Yeah, they would have had to have won the SEC tournament. So this isn't. I don't think that would have happened. And that team wasn't doing that. I don't think that would have happened. So this is, you know, this, this season is just kind of depressing. I mean, for lack of a better better way, but there's still a lot of things, you know, that I'm looking at here. How's this team going to respond to last night? How's Chase Burns going to respond to his last outing? Is he going to be able to locate his fastball? Uh, there was a, there were some reasons to feel good about last night. Dolander had his best start of the year. And then, Bino, how about all these major league teams in the Northeast canceling a weekend of openers, a day of openers yesterday because of a weather forecast. Not because of weather, because of a weather forecast. I, I was telling my son a couple of days ago, man, you guys are going to get uh, thunderstorms and hail. And I called him and I said, how is it playing in that weather? And he said, Dad, it didn't do anything. It's beautiful here. 75 degrees. So I don't know what you're talking about. And the Sillies canceled their all up the East Coast. They canceled all their games because of a storm that never came. Really strange era we're living in, Bean Star. Yeah, yeah, it is, Tony. I, I guess as big as those home opener crowds are, mm-hmm. uh, that they just kind of feel like they want some guarantee that they're going to go off and not have to call them off uh uh, an hour before the game's supposed to start, that that would be my best guess of why they do that. Uh, you know, I, I I doubt they would be that proactive um, on a on a normal crowd day. Back to the phones we go. Eight six five two hundred five four zero two. Let's get our calls in, and we'll go to line. Uh, we'll we'll take them as we got them. Hello, and welcome into our first call. You are on the air. Hello. Hi, Tommy. Bleed out. What's going on, fellas? What's up, my brother? Hey, Josh, give me, Josh? Josh, give me your coordinates. Where are you today? I'm coming through Sam's Gap, just coming out of North Carolina, headed back toward East Tennessee. Where is uh, Sam's Gap? It's uh, it's in uh, west of North Carolina, East Tennessee Mountains. Uh, Irwin, Tennessee, uh, right, uh, it would be... North Asheville. Let me ask you a question, Josh. My daughter interviewed for a job in a place called Roanoke Rapids. Are you familiar with Roanoke Rapids? Have you ever been there? I haven't. I don't know. Uh, I know where Roanoke is, of course. But yeah, she thought she was interviewing with a company in Roanoke, and it turns out they were in Roanoke Rapids. Uh, what state is it? It's in North Carolina. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, I know they have state tax in North Carolina, so... So watch it, watch it is what you're saying. Yeah, they take a lot of my money every week. Uh, Living in Virginia, uh, I know I wish I lived about five miles across the line. I'd save a lot of money every year. You know, the thing about Virginia that I, I, when I uh, lived there, was kind of like Pennsylvania. It's a nickel here, dime there, nickel here, dime there. And then you need state inspection on your car. Which is a license to go to, um, Josh, 
Josh will tell you this. License to go to a mechanic and then to put some money in their pocket. Because it is, yeah, a, I mean, and they uh, find things on your joke, car. No. It's a joke. I have to pay. I have to pay all those uh, stickers and the inspection stuff. Plus, I have to pay a personal property tax, which means I pay taxes on every vehicle, boat, RV, camper, anything yep. I own every year. Don't uh, they? Don't they do that in Nashville, like in big cities? No. The vehicle no, inspection I thing. So. No, I, I thought not they, in this I state. They did. No, not in this state. Hmm. Anyway, Tony, on the baseball front, uh, it is depressing a little bit. Thank God I got my Bravos because we're playing lots out baseball at the moment. Did they win last uh, night? I saw where they were tied in the ninth. Did they get the dub? Yeah, they got the dub. RC, the new shortstop we've got. Uh, at least I hit almost 400, hit a homer, and then hit, had a walk-off to win it. So are you, are you, uh, are you missing... Are you missing the um, uh, the good looking one like a lot of the women are down there, or not really? Uh, no, you're shortstop. You're shortstop from Vandy. Oh, Dancy, no, I never was a huge Dancy fan. Mm-hmm. He uh, he gets hot for six weeks. He's on the Reese Hoskins yeah, plan. I mean, he played good at times, but mm-hmm. he and he played fairly good defense, but. I don't know, man. I just uh, he's too pretty for me, Tony. I'm just an old blue collar truck driver. Do you know? miss uh, Do you miss Chip Carey, Josh? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> I miss Chip Carey, Brian. I, uh, <laughs> no, I'm glad he's with the Cardinals. And they they got swept by the Braves right away, right off the bat, right yeah. off top, at home. I think yeah, the, Braves, the Cardinals. Yeah. The, all they did is hit singles. They left like uh, one night. They left twelve men on base. I mean. They had more hits than we did several games. How's the Braves' just, new announcer, Josh? Any good? Oh, they're okay. They're kind of no personality. Mm-hmm. Frank Hoare's all right, but he's kind of boring. But mm-hmm. uh, I kind of like, I wish they'd give me some old school guys like the Red Scott or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just give me somebody with some personality. I, I miss Harry Carey myself. Me too. I mean, uh. <laughs> Everything's politically correct anymore. You can't have any kind of, uh, you know, you can't have no characters. Do you no listen more. in the truck when you're out driving around? Do you listen to I games? I do some. I do some. I've got, uh, I got that Prime Video package where I watch all uh, MLB games. But you're driving Pretty. a truck. You ain't watching games when you're driving a truck, Josh. Come no, on. I'm not watching them. But I'll flip it on there, and I, I mean, you know, you kind of listen to the announcers. I, it was cheaper than buying the tune-in radio package. So, so there's a there's an MLB app that I pay nineteen dollars a month for that gives you every game on the radio anytime you want to hear it. Well, the, uh, to watch every game and hear it, it's mm-hmm. just twenty four dollars a month. No, for mine's crime. mine's twenty four dollars a year. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, who's that with again, Tony? Let me give it to you. I've got it on my phone. Hang on, let me look at it. Because I'll be listening, because I'll be driving up the Eastern Seaboard later, and I'll be tuning into the Sillies who start this afternoon. It is called the MLB app. MLB. All right, man. MLB app. I bought that tune in the last several years. It was $99 a year, and I wasn't going to pay that again. MLB app. I, uh, what? Tony, why was the hot and cold? Is it? Is it? Should I be tipping my hat to Florida pitchers? Cause I, I heard the guy on the radio on your show yesterday, mm-hmm. and that was his major concern. 
And then, you know, we go out and we score one, one run, man. I mean, what's going on? Why aren't we hitting the ball? I'm with Bino. The, I don't mind you striking out. I mean, it's part of the modern game. The the, the caught-looking Bino concept is just something I don't understand. Yeah, and it, 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 I, I, it was just an anomaly, I guess, Josh, because, like, uh, I, th- I think we had seven guys, maybe eight, take a call third strike. Uh, and Christian Moore did it four times, and he's as good a hitter as we have. Uh, yeah, we had. A- I do think that I do think that Florida's pitching is really good. It was projected to be really good, and much like ours, it wasn't quite living up to mm-hmm. its billing. Uh, but last night they were very good, both Sprout and the guy they brought in out of the bullpen. And Sprout was bringing it, kind of like he did in the Alabama game. Sprout's been sort of hot and cold, but he was bringing it last night. I thought we had a chance there for a big inning there when yeah. uh, I think a Huna walked, and then uh, we hit a couple of line drives mm-hmm. that could have got down, mm-hmm. in the, uh, and the right fielder made some good plays. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I agree. More, more took a, you know, he swung it ball forward and then took, you know, pay like you're speaking of. It was just uh, one of those nights, man. It was just one yeah, of those nights. Yeah, I thought I thought that LSU series was really the way we kind of competed and uh, bounced back in the third game. Would uh, I thought these guys had kind of found herself a little bit, mm-hmm. but now I'm questioning. I'm questioning myself on that. I, I'm still not sold on who this team's going to be. So, but hey, Tony. Uh, Go Bravos! Uh, we're jumping out to early lead. I don't know, but we've got a lot of pitchers on the DL. Going to be back soon. Uh, you better better get in gear up in Philly. That's nice, Josh. Appreciate you. We're we're playing for a wild card. I I conceded the division to you six months ago. Come on now, get real. Phillies don't have the club the Braves have. My hope for you is you get into the playoffs again, and uh, Acuna. Matata does his deal, which is to say just a horrible, 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 horrible clubhouse influence. The guy's a total loser. Back to the phones we go. I'm sorry, Bino. A guy that in a playoff game can't be bothered to run after a ball that turns into an inside-the-park home run in a playoff game. What do you call that, Bino? Can't be bothered? Playoff game? Uh, yeah, I, I don't call it a leader. Okay. I call that a loser. Back to the phones we go. Rusty, welcome in. <laughs> thanks, thanks, TV. Yo, hey, Ben, I hope you're well, buddy. I am, Rusty. Thank you, sir. Happy Good Friday to you. You as well. Happy Easter to everybody out there, and Good Friday and all that. Um, don't know the situation, what's going on with Florida, but just want to send positive vibes. Um, out to him for whatever's going on, and, and we all love him. Yep, even love you, Florida. Love you, brother. Even though, wrong, even though he loves the wrong team, we still love you, buddy. And yep. we're calling for you, whatever's going on. Um, so Hugan brought up something that I've been thinking about, and I haven't been, I haven't called the last couple of days just because I was debating how it with the whole NCAA thing come out, and he brought up something that's really, really important. The NCAA has nothing anymore. They have no, like, really money-making with college football. 
They don't make any money from any of the other sports. The only thing they make, all their money is made, like 92% of their money, according to the interwebs. They make 92% of their money for the year, which funds them to be alive through the NCAA basketball. Yep. And the schools make almost nothing off the NCAA basketball tournament. It all goes to the NCAA. The schools get little pennies out of it. With us in the situation we are where they're trying to hold us over the coals with this football thing, mm-hmm. it's time for Danny White and his guys to get together and say, hey, you know what? Let's start. Let's call Duke. and Let's call all the other teams that are in the FBS, the 130 teams, and let's all agree to not play in the NCAA basketball tournament anymore and all start our own college basketball line where we get to keep all the money and take it out of the NCAA's hand and let's see how quick the NCAA stops messing where they should. Well, look, I mean, Greg Sankey's talked about expanding the event. You've heard different people talk about under the super conference system going to a deal where it's only the major college teams playing in it, the Power Five leagues. Bino, personally, I would hate to see it come to that. I think, especially when you think about this year, the flavor of that event, having those little schools involved is just, it's what makes the sport in my mind. Yeah, the NCAA tournament is, seems like about the, most perfect thing that's out there right now, yep. uh, and I, I would, I would hate to see that tinkered with, especially from an expansion standpoint. That I do not want to see. But you know, Rusty, to your point, Rick Barnes, I think would be in favor of like a. Um, I mean, if you had like a sixteen-team tournament, I bet he could make an elite eight. No, no, see, I, don't, I don't want that, Tony. Oh. I want it to be the hundred thirty teams. Florida Atlantic would have still been in the Final Four. They'd have been in. I want I want to get all those 130 teams into, into a tournament, or at least at least like seventy of them. No, the only team that made the Sweet Sixteen that would not be involved involved in, in the hundred and thirty teams that are eligible, the big the FC or the FBS schools, the only thing that would have made the Sweet Sixteen is Princeton. They're the only one that would have been left out. But I still want to have a big tournament. I just want to screw the NCAA out, NCAA out of being involved in. Brian, are you following this? Like what? Rusty's got a we got a mutiny going over here, Brian. You following this? Well, I, I mean, talk to me here. I don't know. It's just. A, I, I I mean, I, I, the I'm NCAA, it's, what it's, Rusty wants to do. I don't. I, he wants to cut the NCAA out of their big golden goose. I I understand that. Yeah. I, I just don't want the format to change. Yeah. I, I don't want it to become bloated. It's we currently. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Here's the thing. We currently have 130 teams that are involved, like you can said, in the in the college football system. Yep. We're about to go to a 12-team playoff. Yep. You do the same thing in basketball, but you have a 64-team playoff out of those 130 teams. And it's called the College Basketball Alliance because it doesn't include the NCAA, just like our college football playoff. But FAU is not – But some of your teams, though, Rusty, aren't involved in it if you – do what you're going to do. Like there are teams that only field. Like Prince, fit, Princeton, Princeton wouldn't be. Villanova. Yet. They only they don't fill the football team. They're they're not in your deal. Creighton's not in your deal. I mean, come on, Rusty. Xavier's not in your deal. You, you, hey, so there is some truth. It's kind of like the whole. 
I get what you're saying. It's not the that's, Super League that UEFA proposed. That, that's what back. that's what creates the drama. I mean, and that's and that right. The Xavier's of the world. I mean, look, Tennessee's probably going to lose a point guard that they want to Xavier. It's like college basketball bowl games if you did it that other way. Well, that's right. And Rusty, so no, I'm giving you. Bino's not going to say it to you. I'm saying two thumbs down on the Rusty proposal. The Rusty proposal has well, been repudiated on here. Repudiated. Tony, here's the other thing. Yeah. I don't really care if it happens. I just want to threaten the NCAA with it to make them step two. You don't always have to follow through with it. Well, that's a good point. We can bluster. I like the fact that Tennessee's floating out through multiple sources that they would, in fact, if the NCAA walks that line and says, walks up to that line and says, we're we're going to give you a postseason ban. I like how the Vols are saying, we're going to sue you. I mean, they've got multiple media people out there saying that, which is, i got to say, pretty gangsta of Danny White. Danny White's a gangsta of love right about now. I like it, man. Hey, I want Danny White to, be, to call Scott Van Pelt and be like, hey, I'll, I want to do a show. I want to be on your show for yep. a 10-minute segment and talk about all we did and what the NCAA is trying to pull and get in front of it before we go up there to Ohio. I want him to come out bolstering about the crap they pull and how we've tried to handle it the right way and how much it paid off. Yep. And I want to threaten them that we're going to leave the NCAA tournament and we're taking Duke and Kentucky and all the big dogs with us. And not really do it. I, I was saying it's a hypothetical that we should threaten with. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the way it's going to go, and I'm, I'm really afraid of this, but Greg Sankey has a extremely... Uh, a voice that is extremely influential. I believe you're going to see 100 to 120 teams in the tournament. They're going to bloat that thing on the front end. And so that's going to be zero accomplishment making the tournament. Well, you know, we have expansion. It's called conference tournaments. There's your there's your tourney expansion. Well, you're right, Brian. That That's it. There's so, your chance. Well, I mean, if you want to make the tournament, go win your conference tournament. But what they're going to do, Brian, is what they're going to do. And that is a really wonderful point you bring up. But they're going to have conference tournaments, and they're going to have 120 team fill. Money grabs, money grab. Well, they, well, and they by the way, people like, are going to watch it, and people are going to bet on it, just like they bet on that first four nonsense that I never look at. Well, I never look at those Tony, teams. Tony, if they do something like that, will they will they do it to where like the top 16 seeds, the one through fours in the four regions, those teams get like two buys, so you get a whole bunch of like I don't know playing. UMBCs in the first two or three rounds or something. You get all the small schools to weed. They're trying to weed out the small schools so Kentucky right. ends up in the Sweet 16. That's exactly what they're trying to do. So Kentucky, yeah. even being a mediocre team, gets several runs at it, several opportunities, yeah. and you yeah. can get in with 15 wins. Uh, no thanks. Right. No thank you. Yeah. Hey, Tony, be, be safe, buddy. Travel Peace. Safe today. Yeah, thank you. Abino, I say two thumbs down on that deal. Uh yeah, I, I think you would. Uh, I, I think you would rob the tournament of much of its much of its charm and character. Um, I, I, I wouldn't do that, but I'll I will uh, second uh, your opinion on Tennessee floating out there or their willingness to take the NCAA to court. I think that's a wonderful thing. You go from being the road team up there in this in this committee on infractions hearing or whatever this thing is to be in the home team when you get the NCAA in a, in a court of law because they're they're dead in the water there. NC- Their arbitrary nonsense doesn't work there. NCAA 
Gary says not caring about athletes is a really good line. If they do that to Tennessee, if they if they give them a postseason ban, these kids, none of these kids were involved in that. None. What are you proving? Why are you even floating that? What are we doing? Why are we going up there? Get a life. Ideologues, step off. Hello and welcome into our next call. Good, buddy. How you doing? Uh, uh, Bino, uh, what Josh was talking about, Sam's Gap, I think it's about 20 miles north of the Robert E. Lee Bridge. There you go. Sam's Gap. That's exactly what I was thinking. The Sam's Gap. (laughs) Gotta love it, man. Yeah. This baseball team, I think it was last week, Mm -hmm. the week before, people were upset at me when I said, I hope after 18 games we're 9 and 9. That looks pretty good now, doesn't it? I take nine and nine after eighteen games after watching last night. But uh, I'm with Bino. I'm not going to pass judgment really until I see these next two games, and, and because they're both on ESPN networks, I think they'll try to get them in uh, because of that. And if if somehow tonight's game gets canceled. Well, we're scheduled for 2 o'clock Saturday. Then we might have a doubleheader with one after it. But well, they're going to get these games in. One thing that's in its favor is I don't think it's going to be lightning. So okay. I, that, that'll help. And if it's just a steady or like a light rain, they'll probably go ahead and play. But uh, I, I'm, I'm still behind the team. Uh, you're right, though, Tony. We picked up a lot of fans the last two years that I don't know how they're going to be because mm-hmm. – uh, you weren't even that big a fan until a few years ago, correct? Yeah, but I'm sticking around. Oh, I am too. I you mean, know. I've been a big fan forever, you know. Uh, and uh, I'm, I'm sticking with them, and uh, we just got, we got to try to get to nine and nine, and it'll be hard. And in those last twelve, maybe we'll shape up enough Beano to uh, to make, maybe win more than half of. Yeah, uh, that's 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 your hope. That, you know, I said in this four-game gauntlet we're going through, we needed. I'd like to see a six and six, and I, di- I didn't think five and seven would be anything to jump off any bridges about. Um, so let's see how we get through those, and then and then reevaluate at that time. Our, our fan base is, um, yeah, it's not established in baseball the way it is in in football and basketball, but it's still the same resilient people. I. I, I I think they'll uh, I, I think our fan base will stay in there pretty good with them, and hopefully the darn weather will get better. We have these great days like Tuesday through Wednesday or something. Yep, eighty degree, and then the weekend comes and we get this. So I'm hoping that you know we play Vandy in a couple of weeks too. Yep. So uh, uh, hopefully that. But we had a pretty good crowd there for what was going on last night. Late great night. crowd. Hey, that was yeah, great. That was a wonderful crowd. And we just never really gave them anything to get riled up about. Mm-mm. I mean, you know, that, that's, that's tough when you're sitting there and there's really not a whole lot to cheer about. But uh, I'm sticking with them. I, Tony Valls, I believe in him and Frank Anderson, and they're going to figure something out. I hope we do it the next two games. This next one is really, really critical uh, for this baseball team. You, you feel that. Yeah, and as far as the NCAA goes, uh, they have said in all their sports where they control the tournaments, 
They want 25% of the teams in. Have y'all heard that? Well, they can piece. And so that, in, in basketball, that would be 90 or something. Isn't that amazing? You know? Isn't that amazing? A 90-team tournament. I mean, come on, man. How long would it take you to fill out a bracket in that? You'd have riders cramped. I don't cramp. think anybody. I don't think anybody do it until it got down to sixty-four. That's exactly right. Sixty-four like is when now, it's going to uh, matter. You know, yep. because uh, hell, we might as well have what I call the combination of, of the two NIT and NCAA. They have the NIT round. You have twenty-five sites, just one extra weekend. You have twenty-five winners. Playing NBA NHL arena, it's got yep. 25 automatic winners, and then take 43 wild cards and have your 68 team tournament. I need a shot of whiskey after that, W. Lynn. I'll, <laughs> I'll say, I'll say this: the to me, I've always thought they ought to put a tournament early in the year to uh, ring up the event because that would give Barnsey and the Vols a real shot at putting some banners in the arena. A final four and like a preseason NIT. Absolutely, why not? <laughs> a welcome back barbecue basketball event. They're the uh, Atlantis champions. Exactly. Hang some banners in the arena, Barnsey. Uh, what happened to the great Alaskan shootout? Bino and Tony, you remember See, that, don't the you? great Alaska shootout. I don't know. It's a great question, W. Lynn. That used to be legendary. I don't think we did too good in it ever. <laughs> best, best, do you remember that? Being oh, over yeah. And, <laughs> and that was great, man, because those games would start like, when your team played in that late one, it would start like at 11 o'clock yeah. at night. So next yeah. level. And it was dark there year-round, pretty much. And it was dark year-round. <laughs> I mean, who wouldn't want to go visit the Great Alaska <laughs> Shootout and get your circadian <laughs> rhythms thrown off? <laughs> I still want to bring back the old... Uh, Volunteer classic and get yep. four mid major in or three mid major in state teams and do it Friday Saturday here. Hey, the way we've been going in these tournaments, W. Lynn, I'm not so sure we could win that right now. And I appreciate you. Thank you, brother. Great talking Great to show, you. Great guy. I'm taking some gratuitous shots today, Bino. I don't know what's going on with me. You're you're getting ready for a long road trip here, Tony. I wasn't. Uh, I don't know, man. I wasn't thrilled with last night. Baseball's like that, though. You can't overreact to baseball. You just can't. You just can't watch baseball like other sports. You just cannot do it. You'll be completely Looney Tunes if you watch baseball the way that you watch basketball and football. Yep. Because, again, last night we get beat 5-1. to one. Yep. And it, it looked like a total curb stomping. And it was one swing of the bat. That's it was. And it was a couple balls not falling or a couple balls falling. Yep. Uh, a, kid in, a kid made a great play for them on a jump on a ball in left center field that could have changed the game with the bases loaded. kid made a great play with two outs. Yep. The right fielder made two really good plays. Absolutely. Read the uh, ball off the bat. He was there. Yep. In college ball, a lot of times that ball gets down. But... Anyway, come back on the other well, side. Florida and LSU are yep. two of the best teams in America. Yep. And there's not a whole lot of difference between them and us. And that's what I'm hanging my hat on. And I'm going to keep telling myself that. Now, if we lose three in a row to them, 
and we've lose five of six over these last two weekends. Hey, at some point it becomes about winning and losing games and survival. Yeah, and then it becomes about survival. That's right. We'll continue with more. Uh, All lines are jammed. We'll grab some calls. Again, I've got uh, 20 to play. We continue after this. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram thanks St. Jude Children's Hospital for their admirable work. We are committing to their cause of providing quality care to families in need at no cost to them by donating $150 for every new vehicle sold. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram is proud to partner with St. Jude for the fourth consecutive year. If you are currently in the market for a new vehicle, visit the team in store or shop online at Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia.net to help families protect what matters most. You can count on us. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. Hi, Jimmy Elliott for Columbia Ace Hardware. I want to invite you to the grand opening of our garden center, Saturday, April 29th. Come check out our great selection of fruit trees, hanging baskets, ferns, and garden plants. We'll have those things you need to get your garden growing. There'll be lots of activity that day, grilling demos from our Big Green Egg and Traeger experts, free giveaways with your garden center purchase, and Breeze Homemade Ice Cream will be there to take care of your sweet tooth. The doors open at 8 a.m., 112 East James Campbell. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. 
Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Looking for a fun event to take the family to? Harmon Scrap Metal is hosting an Easter egg hunt on April 8th from 2 to 4 p.m. at Woodland Park in the Fallen Heroes Shelter. This will be fun for the whole family. We will have food trucks, prizes, and photos with the Easter Bunny. Come on out and support local. Start times vary by age. Visit our Facebook page, Harmon Scrap Metal, for more information. Why are interscholastic sports called the last classroom of the day? Because they teach students important life lessons like teamwork, accountability, and perseverance. School sports are so much more than a game. They're about developing the whole person. That's why they're an essential part of every student's education. Encourage your student to participate in the last classroom of the day. Interscholastic sports in Tennessee. This message presented by the TSSAA and the Tennessee Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Coach, baseball is back, and WKRM 103.7 is excited to bring you coverage and sponsorship options for this 2023 season. That's right, Taff, and this year our advertising partners had the option to sponsor our live Little League coverage, Atlanta Braves coverage, or a combo package that carry both of them. This area loves baseball, and what a great way to support the community by helping us bring coverage of our Little League, but also taking a moment to promote local businesses. People are crazy about the Atlanta Braves. Whoa, 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 whoa. There's something special and timeless about baseball radio broadcast. There sure is. So visit Front Porch Radio TN and click on the blue Advertise With Us button for more information about how your company can sponsor baseball of all kinds this season with WKRM. It is that time of day. I've got Miles Johnson on the line from uh, Foodland. Okay, Miles, what kind of deals we got this weekend? Well, this week we have cooked shank portion ham, $1.49 a pound. 
whole ribeye, five ninety nine a pound. Strawberries, two ninety nine each. Sago, two liters, four for five. And sun drop, six packs, three for ten. Wow, a lot of good deals. And uh, with uh, Easter, uh, do you have any special hours or just your normal hours? We have normal hours except for Easter Sunday. We will be closing early at two o'clock p.m. All right, and the normal hours are obviously seven a.m. to nine p.m. except for Easter Sunday. So that's great to know. And uh, again, you're located right there on West Seventh Street. Easy in, easy out. So uh, you and the great staff have a fantastic Easter, and uh, we'll talk to you next week, okay? Alrighty, thank you. Thank you, Miles. Alright, that was Miles Johnson from Foodland. Uh, go check them out for some great, fantastic deals. Easter's coming up. They got all those specials, so we are so thankful to have them right here in our town. What a beautiful place it is. Fun is in full bloom, Tennessee, and the Multiplier Instant Games are buzzing in. These colorful tickets offer chances to multiply your wins 10, 20, 50, and even 100 times. It's a beautiful day for bigger and bigger prizes, and they're ripe for the picking right now. Find the Multiplier Instant Games today at your nearest Tennessee Lottery retailer, only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Tennessee's natural sounds come alive in the spring. There's the bark of the red fox, the growl of the American black bear, the hoot of the great horned owl. And what's this? All right! Oh my, it's the howling of a Tennessee lottery player who's just won big. Heed the call to top prizes of up to $500,000 when you play the all-new Instant Games this spring. Find them at your nearest Tennessee lottery retailer today. Only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. This is Del Kennedy, Front Porch Radio. Today I am at the grand opening and ribbon cutting for Tri-Green Equipment uh, here out on 412 in Columbia on the bypass. It's uh, bright, colorful. There are green and white uh, balloons everywhere. There are countless numbers of green tractors and farm equipment, uh, lawn mowing equipment, things like that about. It's a fun occasion. I'm speaking with Josh Miller, who is the manager of this location of Tri-Green Equipment. Josh, congratulations. Thank you, Delk. Appreciate y'all coming out today. Uh, yeah, we got to, we're here at our new store at our 271 Theta Pike location, and uh, here in Columbia, Tennessee. Proud to be here in this new store, and uh, we do have a lot of stuff to offer everyone here. We got a full line of uh, of uh, anything from uh, your lawnmower all the way up to uh, your combine, if that's what your need is. So uh, we can take care of all John Deere needs here in Murray County, and uh, we look forward to seeing everybody. Wow! Congratulations. Now you offer service and parts as well, correct? Yes, sir, we do. Uh, we have a full parts and service department here. We do service everything that we sell so and carry parts for them. Okay. Talk about your days and hours. Yes, sir. We're open uh, Monday through Friday from 7 to 5, and then on Saturdays from 7 to noon. So we're here uh, six days a week and uh, just here to help you out. For more information about what you have to offer at this location, where do you go? Sure, you can visit us on the web at www.trygreen.com and uh, search down for Columbia Branch. Or you can give us a call at 931-388-1557. We look forward to hearing from you guys. That's 931-388-1557. That's right. All right. Again, Del Kennedy, Front Porch Radio, speaking with Josh Miller, who is the manager of this new location of Tri-Green Equipment on the bypass here in Columbia. And we're celebrating their grand opening and ribbon cutting of this location. Josh, again, congratulations. Thank you, Del. Appreciate you guys. Come and see us. Will do. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. 
TB back with you, 865-200-5402. Thank you, Brian Hartman, for getting in here today. I'm getting on the road as soon as this thing's over with and uh, heading to the north. So, 865-200-5402. You know, Gary texted me, and he's got a good point. He he thinks this Florida team eyeballing them's better than that LSU bunch, and I gotta say I think he's right. This Florida team's got a ton of power, man, just a ton. I I think they're both very good, Tony. I, I um yeah, there there's not a great deal of difference in in those two teams that I see. And South yeah, Carolina Florida's put is, together a really yeah. good team, and they've got a couple of good freshmen too. Uh, that are in their lineup to to go along with what they have. So. I mean, that eighteen year old kid hit the ball off of uh, Dolander last night. That's insane. Yeah, kid's eighteen years old. Yeah, He's a I high think school they, kid. they said he had really struggled uh, against against Auburn. Um, moved him down in the order, and boom, he he came back like good players do. That's a high school kid. Eight six five two hundred five four zero two. Let's go back to our phones. Let's go back to our phones, and we'll get our next call in at 865-200-5402. Hi, welcome in. Hello, and welcome in. Hi. What's up, Thomas Lee, man? Hey, Lee, man. So, I think, uh, I don't know if I can take all summer of the Braves dominating like this. <laughs> you guys got to do something, man. Um, don't. Don't, please don't look to us to, to dominate this summer or do anything about it. <sighs> My goodness. I don't know. Hey, this UFC, this UFC card tomorrow, are you going to watch that? Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, I keep telling people, you have to watch this stuff. Like, this is insane. Like, the card tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Does Bino Jeff realize, and Brian Hartman, these guys are sportsmen. Do they realize what they're missing? Like, I mean, I'm serious. I, I haven't been this hyped about a sporting event in a while since probably the last UFC, official UFC fight card. Like, the if you haven't seen the Alex Pereira fight, he's in the main event tomorrow versus Izzy. Like, this dude is just ridiculous, man. I mean, it, Yep. I don't know. I would, I would encourage people to check it out. And I it, think it's worth buying. Python. And Izzy's like a python in there. I mean, something's got to give tomorrow night, you know? Well, Izzy's beating everybody except for this guy. Yep. This guy just has his number. Yep. But, I mean, this guy is, is just a monster. I mean, he knocks everybody out. But, see, I think Izzy's going to go in. I think he's going to shoot. He's going to take him down. He's going to grapple him and try to wrestle him, take him out of his element. Mm-hmm. I mean, if he's standing on his feet, Pereira's going to probably knock him out again. Gonna put him in the gonna put him in the la la land. Did you see the knockout of the guy last week that um, got he got choked out and then he woke back up before the referee called the fight and then he got arm barred. Yeah. And then he broke his arm. Yeah. The video. The referee the, the, Yeah. Everybody was telling the referee to stop the fight and the referee just kind of fell asleep in there with the fighter. Absolutely disgraceful and very sad. Very, very sad. That's the stuff that gives yeah. that sport a black eye. That's what keeps Brian and Bino from watching it. Yeah, I mean, why don't you just watch closed circuit of like a bar in Morgan County? <laughs> if you can, can I bet on that? Well, they actually really do hate each other. 
and want to kill each other. Get out bed on that. <laughs> Spoken like a true degenerate. I love it, Lee. I don't know. But hey, <laughs> as, as far as like the the Tennessee stuff um, with the NCAA, like I, I was listening to something yesterday, and ever since I heard, you know, this thing was going to go to a hearing or whatever. Like my my thought is, like just just stand your ground. Like like a, like a couple of people have already said, just threaten to take them to court. Say, hey, look, I'll get my student athletes. They'll they'll sue you. Like you you do you really want to go to court? You have the athletes versus the NCAA again? Because we know how that worked out last time. I mean. Who was it you had on? I forgot who you had on that late yesterday when you was talking about how Tennessee, everything they have done. Blake Topmeyer. The Pruitt deal. Yeah. yeah, it was Topmeyer. Yeah, he was right. Everything Tennessee's done has been self-serving, as it should as it should have been. I mean, Danny White doesn't have any response. Danny White's responsibility is to Tennessee. Of course we're going to do everything that's self-serving. That's right. I mean, at what point now are we going to stop? I mean, we're not going to stop being self-serving now. I mean, if, that's right. if they, if they want to step above their, you know, if they want to cross the line, then, then we'll, we'll take them to court. Well, like, and, like and you know point, what's I'm, funny? What, to your point about all that, because obviously people are going to second-guess Danny White, because on the front end, they were encouraging him, hey, take a year. In, 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 in the first year of Hypel, take your, take your medicine. Go ahead and give yourself a bowl ban, which, I don't know, does that take Tennessee out of this right now? See, the thing about the NCA is, who knows? That, that they might have said, well, after you got on your feet as quickly as you did. See, Lee, I think that's part of that. A guy sent us a T-mail this morning that I ran on the blog, and I think he's got a great point. I think the Nico thing's baked into this. I think the fact that Tennessee's uh, tottering, teetering toward the back of college, uh, top of college football is in this. And if you'd have had two, five, and seven seasons, I don't think you're in this spot right now. I mean, I, I think there's something to that. I mean, because like these, these people with the NCAA, like you don't—they're they're human beings. I mean, I don't know how they got in this position, you know, uh, of being in control of, of compliance or hearings or whatever. But I'm sure they have some type of agenda. I'm sure things get under their skin. I'm sure they're not happy about what's happened the last couple of years as far as their power goes. So, but, but at the same time, I, I'll tell if I'm Danny White to say, you know, yeah, we got Nico. You got NIL money. I mean, yep. what, you know, it, it doesn't matter at this point. Yep. I mean, at this point, I just, I just say this, this is, we're, we're going to take you to court, you know, and, and see how it works out that way. Otherwise, I don't, I don't know what else, like, Danny White can really do. I would not have taken a bowl ban the first year. There's no way I would have. He said it. no. They wanted him to yeah. internally, and he said no, so. I, I'm glad. Yeah. There, there's no way I would have taken that, uh, a bowl ban that first year. What do you year. think, Bino? What do you think, Bino? He did the right thing or the wrong thing there? Well, I'm, I mean, I, I'm not sure whether he did the right or the wrong thing. If if they if they thought that there was a chance that they were going to get a bow ban, then certainly you should have taken it the first year. Mm-hmm. But you know, that's that's like the pitching changed last night. All of this is mm-hmm. kind of hindsight's twenty twenty stuff. They had to do it in real time. Uh, the two things that bother me the worst about this is if there is indeed a postseason ban, that goes completely against whatever that new constitution is that the NCAA put out there saying that they were no longer going to punish those who are innocent of what they're being punished for, of what the organ, uh, of the uh, administration or the uh, university is being punished for. The other thing is, you know, there's no price for the NCAA to pay here. 
if if they play hard ass with us, they're they're non-entity going forward. So this can't even be a cautionary tale to hey. Uh, this is what happens when you fully cooperate with these clowns. So yeah. don't do it because is, it's not going to matter going forward. Nobody's got anything that's illegal. This is one of their last swings in the batter's box, really. Well, I mean, which is why I don't understand why they just don't they don't put their stamp of approval on what Tennessee has already done. So where they, it seems like they still have some type of respectability because this doesn't. I just don't see how this works out well for them at the end of this. I, I, I just don't. I don't see how anybody's going to respect them, how anybody's ever going to work with them again. Um, nobody's going to want to comply with them if they're going to try to do this in Tennessee. I mean, it doesn't make any sense to me. But but, but I don't know. Hey, real quick, Bino, hey, I saw this morning. So Anthony Richardson is 2-1 to one to go to the Colts and 2-1 to one to go to the Titans right now. Please go to the Colts. Please, please, Same please. odds. I'll say this, of the guys that are out there, you know, Stroud's going to be gone, Young's going to be gone. Please go to the Colts. Uh, if, if I'm the Colts of what's left, I take Richardson. Uh, and I meant use my quarterback this year, and Richardson just sits a year. Colts are. Uh, and develops. Or take Levis. And, no, and I, think that's I don't take Levis. Is- under please, any circumstance. Please take Lavis. Please take Richardson. <laughs> See, I think the Titans thought is that that's what the Colts are going to do, so they would. there's noise that they're going to trade up to three to get ahead of the Colts um, mm. and, and, and take Richardson. So one, to mm. keep the Colts from getting them. Uh, I just think it's fascinating watching these like these, these draft markets move on all these guys. Like, I mean, I personally don't think they're worth the top three pick, but I know how it goes with quarterbacks and the way the league is structured and all that. Is Hendon Hooker going first round, guys? Because that blows my mind if that happens. Well, the, the odds for five quarterbacks going in the first round like a week and a half ago was like plus like plus 500. Now it's down to like basically even money. Wow. So that's him. He's the one. I mean, yeah, it's, it's all on Hooker. Yeah. Wow. Pretty interesting. So. Anyway, right, hey, man. Thanks, Tom. Good talking to you. Let's get our next call in. Hello and welcome again. I'm I'm out of here. Top of the uh, top of the deals. We're getting on the road. Hello and welcome in. I'll tell you something, Tony. How you doing, Dino? Yo. Hi, Tots Bill. How are you? Okay. I'll tell you something, Tony. I just don't see it happening. Us going after Richardson or any of them. I would have to say, look, Rand Carthon, stay at eleven. Don't do anything dumb like like wanting to trade up mm-hmm. because that's got that got your predecessor fired. Yep. And don't and uh, let's sort of use your head for something besides a hat rack, Mister Rand Carson and Mister Mike Frable. You yep. don't need a quarterback. The only help you need is wide receiver and offensive tackle. That's the name of that tune. You know, Bino, I saw where there's still a chance. Well, the the Ravens are, they still might flip him to you guys. Lamar Jackson. That that is exactly what the Colts should do. And and the Ravens are talking about signing Carson Wentz as their quarterback. Now, I don't know how many chances Carson Wentz has to get till he becomes a reject over at, uh, you know, Reasonable runs, where we have all the leaks. I mean, fix our leaks. I mean, what are we doing here? <laughs> I, 
I, I don't I don't know, but I'm glad to be beyond that. Wow. Well, Bill, anything else? You've had a great call, buddy. Okay, well, buddy, I just want to tell you just be safe when you're out on when you're out there on the expressway. Mm-hmm. And LT Junior, I said hi. Expressway to your heart. Who made it, Bill? Oh man, I I said a bomb. I have no. That is an old Philly song. New York. I want to say that's a Soul Survivors, Bino. That's a Gambling Huff song, Bino. Expressway to your heart. Kenny Gamble wrote that tune. Okay, Tony, I'm going to give, I'm going to give you something very interesting. I'm sure what are not. the three cities that Hollywood really loves to film okay. when it comes to police episodes, or you know maybe you know stuff like that? What I are they being now? Police episodes. Hollywood loves filming. Chicago and Atlanta, it's New York, Chicago, and Las Vegas. I'm going to say New York. Uh, Philadelphia and Miami, Miami. I, you know, I, I would, I would agree. Number one, would, well, of course, number one would be Los Angeles. Right. Number two, New York. Number three, Chicago. Number four, Philadelphia, and number five, Boston. Well, I gotta say to you, Bill, that you asked for three, and you're out of here. Don't give me five when you ask for three. <laughs> Because when three turns out to be five, you are bringing the jive. I want to say a very happy Easter weekend to one and all. Uh, He has risen just as he said.